Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. This 119th Psalm, we see that he is seeking after God. In verse number 10, it says, With my whole heart have I sought thee. He was seeking for the Lord. He wanted to get close to the Lord. He wanted to be with the Lord. And in verse number 10, we see this connection that he made. We see this avenue through which he had found that allowed for him to draw closer to his God. For him to be able to be in close communion with his God. In verse 10, it says, With my whole heart have I sought thee. And how was he seeking after God? How was he going to draw closer to God? It says, Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. The connection that this writer, that this psalmist made, that he found in order to be able to draw closer to the Lord was through the Word of God. Through the Scriptures. Through the revealed, recorded, Bible that we have in our hands, this psalmist, or at least the part that he had at that time, he discovered that he could get closer to God if he could just get into the Word. And of course, that would make sense to us. How do we draw closer to other people in general? If I wanted to be closer to uh, my wife, or I wanted to be closer to an individual, or, or any, anybody really, What is it that we do? First, we converse with them and we try to find out what they have to say to us. The words that they use reveal to us who they are and what they think, the priorities of their life, their character, things like that. And based on the words that we receive, we respond to those words and our response allows for us to draw closer. When I uh, first uh, met Esther and then we started dating, I found out very quickly that uh, one of her loves, maybe the love of her life, was coffee. I found that out very quickly. Uh, I don't know what she budgeted for coffee, but it was, I'm sure, quite large. And uh, I'm I'm from Seattle, um, but I didn't grow up drinking coffee. Whenever I would tell people I'm from Seattle, they would say, oh, you must drink coffee all the time. Starbucks and Tully's and Seattle's Best and all these coffee things. Didn't grow up drinking coffee. High school, college, after college, no coffee, really. Didn't really enjoy it too much. Uh, And then I got tied up somehow uh, with the Byun family, and they got me all tied up into coffee. And especially my wife now, Esther. Because I found out through her words, she loves coffee. She'll take pictures of coffee. She'll post it online. She will talk about coffee. She will buy coffee. She'll she'll say, get me coffee and things like that. And I realized, oh, she likes coffee. Maybe if I want to get closer to her, I should learn to like coffee too. Maybe I should take her to a good coffee place. Maybe I should find some coffee place she hasn't been to before and we can go there and find out if this is a good place if she enjoys it or things like that but how did I grow closer in at least a little area it's by responding to her words by learning what she said and understanding who she was based off of her words I learned that I could grow closer to Esther 
And in the same way, if we want to grow closer to the Lord, we need to find out what He says. Because through His words, He has revealed His heart who He is, His character, His personality, if you will. We can find out more about our Lord by going to His Word. And and in in the chapter that we're looking at in these eight verses, we actually see that not only does He grow closer to the Lord, but drawing close to the Lord produced several things in His life. It produced cleansing. In verse number 9, it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way. And in verse number 11, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. There was a purity that came from growing closer to the Lord through his word. I don't know about you, but uh, if you ever um, get out and, uh, you know, you've been doing, uh, you know, especially manual labor outside and and you're getting dirty and all of these kinds of things, the best feeling in the world is just to get a nice hot shower and get clean and wash all of that stuff off. And, and uh, the psalmist is saying, man, I, I enjoy getting clean. I enjoy getting all of that dirt and that filth off. And how do I do it? I go to his word. I memorize his word so that I can stay clean. Psalm chapter 51 verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And drawing near to the Lord produced cleansing, but it also produced proclaiming. In verse number 13, it says, With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. By getting into God's word and by finding out more about the Lord, he discovered that he had something to talk about. He had something that he wanted to say, something that he wanted to share with other people. And he he told other people about the words that he had received from his Lord and And isn't that true of people that we grow closer to? Naturally, we want to talk about them. We want to say things about them. And we want to share with others what we've learned about some people. And you may have noticed that I use a lot of illustrations about this little person named Skylar. I love Skylar. And I enjoy spending time with her. And I talk about her. Because I spend time with her. I see what she does, and I see how she tries to communicate with me. And we talk about those that we are close with. And when we draw closer to the Lord through His Word, we find that we have something to talk about, something to share with people. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, Paul discovered that he had something to share with the world. He had something that he wanted to talk about with others, something that he wanted to communicate with others about his Lord, and that was that he wanted to save them, that every single person uh, was part of the plan of God to be saved. And when Paul got into the Word of God and he heard the Word of God, I'm sure from Stephen and from others, that he And then he trusted Christ. He found that he had something to talk about. And in this world, we have a lot of things that we want to talk about, that we want to share with people. You know, social media has made it very easy for us to communicate with others and share what has been going on in our lives. There's been, you know, maybe a a great meal that you've had and you want to share it with others. Look at this amazing meal that I've had. I went to this new restaurant or I went to this place over here or maybe you've been to a new place and 
uh, you took a vacation or you traveled to a new place and you saw something exciting, maybe you saw something historical, you saw something maybe artsy or something like that, and you take a picture and you want to share it with the world. But what the psalmist says is, basically, above any great food that I've had, above any new places that I've visited, above any exciting things that I've seen, I have something that I want to share with you, and it is the Word of God. And we have something that is greater than the greatest meal that you've ever had. We have a Savior who died on the cross for every single man, woman, and child. We have a God who loves each and every individual. We have a God who desires to draw close to us in a relationship that is personal to you. And we find that when we draw close to the Lord, we have something to talk about. In Psalm chapter 51, this is David speaking. He is repenting of his sin that he committed with Bathsheba. And against Uriah, and he says, if I receive the cleansing, verse 13 says, then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praises. What he is saying is, I, when I come to your word and receive cleansing, then I have something to share with other people. I have something to talk about with other people and I can go to others and talk about how they too can draw closer to you. But also I see that drawing close to God through his word produces rejoicing. It produces joy that you and I can have in our lives. Psalm chapter 119 verse 14 in the passage that we read, it says, I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies and I will delight myself in thy statutes. Somebody wrote it this way, observe that his joy was personal, it was distinct, it was remembered, and it was abundant. When David got close to the Lord again after his repentance of his sin, in Psalm 51 verse 12, it says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Drawing close to the Lord produces joy. And you find that, in verse 14, it says, I rejoice in the way of thy testimonies. Whose way? God's way. How did I find joy? How did I receive the joy? By going the way of the Lord. And the Bible has a lot to say about your way and my way. About our way, about God's way, about any way that you could go. And uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way that might seem good. There is a way that seems logical, that seems reasonable. There is a way that seems profitable in the end. But the Bible warns us there is a way which looks good, but in the end it only produces death. But when we go God's way, we find that there is joy at the end of the journey. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many bear, uh, there be which go, there, which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that findeth. There is a broad, obvious way, a well-traveled way, a way that many people go, a way that everybody maybe seems to go, but God says the end of that way is death. The end of that way is destruction. The end of that way is trouble. 
But if you go my way, if you go the way of the Lord, if you go the way that God has revealed in his word, you will find life at the end of the road. You will find joy there. Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way. You want to know which way you are supposed to go? You are supposed to go towards Jesus Christ. And if we draw close to the Lord through his word, we will find cleansing, we will find proclaiming, and we will find rejoicing. And that is why we talk about this book. That is why every single service we preach from this book. This is why we encourage you to get into every single day this book. Because this is God's word. And it is through God's word that we can draw closer to him. And so that is why we encourage you to open your Bible each and every day so that each and every day is a step closer to the Lord, is a step closer to God. That is why we preach out of this book every single service. That's why we have multiple services. Some people wonder, why do we need a Sunday night service? Why do we need a Wednesday night service? Because God has given us a lot of his word. And life is a long journey, and we need to spend more time with the Lord and more time getting into His Word. And that's why we talk about it so much and why we encourage you to get into God's Word. So if we want to draw near to the Lord, then we need to do so through His Word. So have you been spending time in God's Word? Have you been reading His Word? On a Monday, do you open up his book? On a Tuesday, do you open up his book? On a Wednesday or a Thursday, maybe on a Saturday, do you open up his book? Because that is how we can draw closer to him. And in these eight verses, I see three approaches that we need to have in drawing closer to the Lord through his, number, through his word. Number one, I see that we need to draw closer, draw near with education, with Education, because each of us has something to learn from the Lord. Each of us has something that we can get out of His Word. And I see that we need to be drawing accepted lines. Verse number 11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. I don't know about you, but uh, I grew up going to church. My parents were saved when I was very young, and uh, I do not ever remember not going to church. Every week, I remember going to church. That was my life growing up. Maybe for you, it was different, but that's the way that, that I, grew up. I grew up. So I've been going to church every week for 30 years. And uh, I don't know if you're in a similar situation, or maybe you've been going to church longer. Maybe you've been going to church for just a few weeks, but sometimes it's easy to say, it's easy to think, I did that already. I know that already. I heard that before. I remember you talked about that already. I remember reading that before. But verse number 11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart. How many of you can remember everything that you see the first time you see it? How many of you can remember everything you read the first time that you read it? You read it one time, you've got it memorized. You read it one time, you've got it down. And you know it, and you don't ever need to remember it. When you were in school, there were no study sessions for you. You just heard it in class one time, and you got it. You were done. Probably not any of us. And so here the psalmist, I'm sure, is the same. When it says, I have hid God's word in my heart, it means he was going over it time and time and time again. Because you know those things fade. 
that knowledge, it fades. And you forget some things. And so he spent time going over God's word time and time again. When I was uh, younger, I think I started in second grade, I started playing soccer. And uh, that's how I grew to love soccer. I love playing soccer. I love watching soccer. But uh, when I was uh, in second grade, I started playing. And then uh, we moved to Seattle and uh, joined a team over there. And uh, we would practice on this dirt field. Um, you know, soccer is really popular up in the Seattle area. And uh, so all of the soccer fields, they're all taken by all these other teams and all these schools and doing all of these kinds of things. So we uh, settled for this dirt field. And, uh, and so we were, we were practicing. And uh, it was part of a school. And, and uh, of course, during the season, they would have the lines drawn. They would have the outer line to be drawn. Uh, but once the season was over, then they weren't drawing it anymore. So you know what would happen to those lines? As people ran over them, as a ball would roll over it, it would slowly fade away. And slowly, bit by bit, the line was forgotten. And you know, by the time that we got there, there was no line at all. And so we would just run all over the place. There are no lines anywhere. And so we were just running rampant all over the field, inbounds, out of bounds, because there were no lines, because they had been erased. And so we need to be in his word and memorizing his word. We need to get into his word and remember his word. And we need to repeat the same word. You might have said, I remember hearing that before, but we need to redraw those old lines again, because with time we forget them. We also need to draw additional lines Right after he says, I have hid thy word in mine heart, in verse number 11, verse 12 says, Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Immediately after the psalmist has said, I have been in your word and I have repeatedly gone to your word, I have memorized your word, he says, now teach me something. He says, basically, I've gotten some of your word before, I've been into your word, but now teach me something new. Teach me something fresh. Teach me something I haven't been taught before. And the psalmist went to the Lord and he understood, I've been to God's word before and I've memorized his word before and I'm familiar with God's word, but there's something new for me. There's something that I haven't heard before and something that I am not quite familiar with and there's always new lines to be drawn. There's always new knowledge to be learned. I've only been married with uh, my wife for a few years I'm not going to tell you exactly how many years, because I've learned you shouldn't say then the numbers, right? Because you might get it wrong, and it'll come back to you. But we were, we were married in 2014. It's coming up on three years. And it's not a long time, right? Three years is not too long, and many of you are, have been married for much longer, 20 years, 30 years. My parents have... Uh, They're celebrating, I think, their 35th this year, 35th anniversary. And one of the things I've really come to realize about the relationships that I've had with people is no matter how long that I've known somebody, there always seems to be something that I didn't know about them. There always seems to be something that I hadn't heard about them before. You know, I have a couple of very close friends of mine, and and we grew up together. We went to the same church together, and we did everything together. We went to teen camp together, but when I spend time with them, it seems like there's something new that comes up. 
And there's always something new about the Lord that we don't know yet. Something that we have not come across with the Lord before. Something that is different, something that is unique, something that is fresh. If we ever come to the Lord and say, you know what, I know God and I know what He's all about. What we're saying is, there's nothing about God that I don't know. There's nothing about Him that I'm not familiar with. I know who He is and I I don't need to get to know Him anymore. I've heard everything that He has to say. And can you imagine if, if you had said that to somebody? You know what, I've heard it all before. How they would feel. But sometimes we do that with the Lord. And if we're going to draw closer to the Lord, we need to approach Him with the attitude, there's something new for me to learn about the Lord. There's something fresh for me from His Word. And I also see that we need to be drawing accurate lines. Verse 15 says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. The word meditate, of course, means to ponder, to think deeply about, but then he says also, and have respect unto thy ways. If you want to literally take the word respect and break it apart, re, of course, means again, and spect has a similar background from the word spectacle or spectator. It means to look, to see. So if you want to maybe literally take a look what that word meant or where it came from, it means to look again, to see again. The beginning verse, uh, of verse 15 when it says meditate, it means to think deeply, to ponder. It's the idea of not just skimming through the word, but to really think about each verse, about each passage, about each word. It means to if you will, maybe draw it accurately. Not just to skim over it and just kind of get the gist or maybe just to get a general overview, but I want to know exactly what God is saying here in this verse. And I want to know exactly what God meant by this passage, what exactly God is trying to communicate in this chapter. If we're going to approach the Lord, we need to approach Him with education. With the idea that I want to redraw some old lines and I want to draw some new lines and I want to draw an accurate line where God placed them. But also I see that we need to draw near through his word with enthusiasm. With enthusiasm. With it all. With your all. Verse 10 says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. With all of my heart, I have been seeking you, God. With everything that I have, I have been seeking you. With all of my being, I want to grow closer to you. And if we are going to draw closer to the Lord, we need to give it our all. There is no part way with the Lord and drawing nearer to Him. Of course, today we have so much technology and we have so much innovation and so many new things that are coming out. I I was uh, driving uh, down the road, and actually, I don't think I was driving. I was with somebody, and uh, I saw a car that I hadn't seen before. I think it's a Toyota car. I don't remember exactly, but uh, I remember I was sitting there, and I was like, wow, that's kind of a, that's a unique car. I've never seen that car before. What is that? And uh, I think it's called a Mirai. And uh, so I looked this up later, and uh, it's a fuel cell car. 
I'd heard that people were making these, but I'd never seen one myself. And if you don't know what a fuel cell car is, to make it simple, basically you put hydrogen and you put oxygen and you get energy and water comes out. And so they have these cars where they're storing hydrogen in the tanks and they're making the car go. And I remember seeing that and going, wow, we really do live in the future. Wow, we really live in a time and a place where people 50 years ago would never imagine some of the things that we were doing or that we are doing. And, and if you go way back, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and, and think about the modes of transportation, I mean, most people, you're just walking by foot. You're just walking around. That's, if I want to get somewhere, I'm going to walk there. And then... Some new technology came along, and one of the big ones was the steam engine. And, uh, of course, the trains uh, system and the railroad system and all of those things were built, and you had the steam engine. And uh, you know how it works, of course. You got a bunch of water, and then you build a huge fire underneath, and it boils the water, and steam comes out, and it makes the engine go. And it was a great advancement, and uh, many people were benefited by it. But if you want a steam engine to work, you actually need, of course, steam. You need that water to evaporate and to make that engine to go. You need that water to get up to 212 degrees. It has to get that hot. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. So, of course, let's say it's 70 degrees. The water's at 70 degrees. So it's sitting there. And let's say you build a fire. And you build up that fire and you get that water up to 150 degrees. Man, you got it hotter, but you're still not moving anywhere. You got to build a bigger fire. You build a bigger fire and you get it up to 175 degrees, but still you're not getting anywhere. And then you build a bigger fire and you get up to 200 degrees and you're getting close, you're getting real close, but still you're not moving anywhere until you make it to 212 degrees. And for us as Christians, we need to be a 212 degree Christian. If we are going to draw closer to the Lord, if we are to get close to God, we need to give it our all. All of our heart needs to be there. All of our mind needs to be there. All of our strength needs to go into drawing closer to the Lord. A 150 degree Christian isn't close enough. A 175 degree Christian, 200 degree Christian. We need to give it our all, and that means getting it up to 212 degrees. And we are going to draw close to the Lord. We need to give it our all and not hold back. Not prevent any area of our lives from the Lord. If we are going to draw closer to the Lord, we need to do so with enthusiasm, giving it our all, but also we need to do so with alertness. Verse 10 says, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Because it's easy to lose focus. It's easy to wander just a little bit. To stray from the straight line. Just a tiny little bit. It's easy for us to wander. It's easy for us to get distracted. I have many wonderful blessings in my life. I thank the Lord for what He's done. Thank God for my family. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my daughter. I thank God for my job. I'm thankful for this church that I get to be a part of. And 
and all of these wonderful blessings that are in my life. But with each of these blessings also comes a responsibility. I have a responsibility to my family, a responsibility to my wife, to my daughter. I have a responsibility to, uh, to my workplace, to my boss. I have a responsibility to my church. And as the blessings grow, the responsibilities also grow. And with all of the responsibilities that come our way, to come my way and come your way, it's easy to wander a little bit. It's easy to get a little bit distracted. It's easy to say, you know what, I know I need to be in God's Word today, but I'm just a little bit too busy today. And we wander just a little bit. And it's easy for us to say, you know what, this is just a really busy time of the year. Maybe I just won't get involved in this one area that I know that the Lord wants me to do. And then we wander just a little bit more. And then uh, financial troubles come and... and, uh, we're, we're, we're wondering what, what is going on and what we can do. And then, and then we start to do some other things and we take on some other things and we work in uh, these areas or whatever the case might be and we wander just a little bit more. And it's easy for us to wander. It's easy for us to stray just a little bit. But straying just a little bit in the long term will take you far, far away from God. So if we're going to draw near to the Lord, we need to be alert. Anytime we stray out of the lines, we need to get back in the lines. You ever driven on on the road, on the highway, and uh, for whatever reason you look down, maybe you look down at your GPS, or or maybe a a phone call comes in, or a text, and you know you're not supposed to look, but you look anyway, or maybe you just, somebody's talking to you and you get distracted real quick, and and uh, you drive, and then suddenly you feel that dit, 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 dit. You ever feel that? On the, on the lines of the road, there's those bumps, right? And then you realize, oh, you stray just a little bit. What are you supposed to do? You get back in right away. You don't just stay there. You don't just keep going. You know, hey, I've strayed a little bit. I need to get back in the lines. I need to get back over here. And we need to draw close to the Lord with alertness. And also we need to draw close to the Lord with anticipation. Verse number 14 says, I have rejoiced. Then in verse number 16, he says, I will delight. On the one hand, you see a past tense, I have rejoiced. Two verses later, you see a different tense future, I will delight. You know what I believe the Lord is saying to us? What the psalmist was saying is, In the past, I have rejoiced in the way of the Lord. And because I have found joy in the way of the Lord, in the future, I'm going to anticipate what God has for me. And I draw closer to the Lord. I followed the word of God and I drew near and it brought rejoicing. So as I continue to draw closer to the Lord and follow Him, I will also find joy. Because following God in the past brought me joy. And I believe that following God in the future will also bring me joy. And it produced in this psalmist an anticipation of what God would do for him in the future. An anticipation of what God had for him in the future. Every single morning I look forward to a good cup of coffee. And I enjoy that coffee. And every morning I look forward to it. And the reason I look forward to it is because the cup yesterday was pretty good. And the cup the day before, that was also pretty good. And the cup last week, man, that was really good. 
And so you know what that means? Tomorrow, I'm going to anticipate, man, I'm looking forward to that cup of coffee. Because yesterday, man, it was good. And two days ago, it was really good. And a week ago, it was awesome. And today, it was good as well. So that means tomorrow, man, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's cup of coffee. When I wake up in the morning, I'm looking forward to it. Because, man, it was good yesterday. That means it's going to be good tomorrow. And we need to approach the Lord with that same kind of anticipation. Has God been good to you? Has God blessed your life? Has God given to you joy? Has God given to you blessings? And, and you think back upon all of the good things that God has done for you. Don't you know that drawing close to the Lord will produce those same blessings in the future? We can draw near to the Lord with enthusiasm, anticipating what God will do for us. Anticipating the blessings that God will have for us. And thirdly, I see that we need to draw near with experience. The first verse of the passage that we read says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. He's talking about a third person. He's talking about a young man. But then if you read every single verse in the rest of the passage, he doesn't talk about the young man. He talks about himself. He says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? But then verse 10 says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Verse 11 says, thy word have I hid in my heart. Verse 12 says, blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Verse 13 says, with my lips have I declared. Verse 14 says, I have rejoiced. I will meditate. I will delight myself. You know what he's saying is, here, young man, you want to know how to cleanse your way? You take heed according to the word of God. You know how I know it works? It works because I did it. It works because I've drawn near to the Lord. It works because I've had my way cleansed because I took heed according to the word of God. There was a personal pronoun that he could use regarding the word of God and regarding drawing close to the Lord through his word. I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. And uh, Amazon is great. But there's a million things on Amazon. You look for one thing and it produces like a thousand of them. And so you've got to sort through which one is the best one, right? And uh, so you get all of these reviews and uh, other websites have this as well. But um, sometimes what you find is that uh, people are producing fake reviews. You ever see that? Where you're, you're, somebody has reviewed something and it's clear that they've never owned this product before. And they're just, you know, uh, what, for whatever reason, they're just writing reviews. Maybe they just had a bad experience with the company on a different product, so they're just trashing this company. So I don't know what the case might be, or maybe they just really like it, and so they're really putting five stars on everything. I don't, I don't know what the reason is, but uh, because of this, Amazon, and I think other websites as well, what they started doing is they started having these things called verified purchase. It means this person who is reviewing has purchased the product and we trust that they've actually used the product. Because have you ever been fooled by an advertisement? You ever been fooled? Man, those advertisements, every advertisement, it looks great, doesn't it? Every food looks amazing. Every restaurant has the best food and every, every TV show, movie is going to be awesome. 
every store is the best. You ever been fooled? Wow, this, I saw the trailer for this movie. This is going to be a great movie. And then you go in and you watch the movie. And you're like, wow, that was a terrible movie. Or you ever read a review about some restaurant. Man, this is the best restaurant. It's opening new. We got this famous chef in. And you go in and the service is terrible. The food came out late and it was just not good at all. You ever been there? You ever been fooled by an advertisement? And then what do you do? You go and you tell your friends, don't go to this restaurant. Don't watch this movie. Don't go to this place. You say, why? Why? It looks great. The trailer looks great. And you know what you're going to say? Yeah, I saw the trailer too. But I saw the movie. It's no good. Man, I saw the advertisement. I tried the food. It was no good. Man, I saw the advertisement for this place, and I went there, and it was no good. But you know what the psalmist is saying? The Bible is telling you some good things that you could have in your life. It's telling you the blessings that you could have. It's telling you how you could draw near. It's telling you how you could have cleansing, how you could have rejoicing. And the psalmist is not just saying from theory, this is what the Bible says you should do. What he's saying is, I've experienced it myself, and it's as good as it says it is. I've been to the Word of God, and I've drawn near, and I've received rejoicing, and I've received cleansing, and I... I'm, I'm glad that I drew close to the Lord. He has a personal experience with the Word of God, applying it to his life. And in applying it to his life, he received the blessing. And he says from a first-hand testimony, I tried the Word of God, and it's as good as it says it is. In fact, in 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse number 6, here's the Queen of Sheba, she's approaching King Solomon, and she questions him with many hard questions, and at the end, she says, Howbeit I believed not their words until I came, and mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I heard. Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants who stand continually before thee. And hear thy wisdom, blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee to set thee on his throne, to be king for the Lord thy God, because thy God loved Israel, to establish them forever. Therefore made he thee king over them to do judgment and justice. Here's the queen of Sheba. She said, I heard about you. I heard about your God. And I heard all these things. I was a little skeptical. But then I came, I found everything was true. In fact, I found out that they didn't even tell me all of the things that I would see here. They didn't tell me all of the goodness that I would experience here. And and what you'll find is that when you get into the Word of God and you draw near, you'll find the half was not told you. That there is even more blessings for you if you will draw close to the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Have you tasted of the grace of God? Have you been getting into the word of God and tasted of his goodness for yourself? We need to get into his word. We need to read his word each and every single day. If we want to, draw closer to Him. We need to draw closer with education, knowing that there's something new for us each and every day. With enthusiasm, drawing on past experience, 
to look forward to what God has for us in the future, and also with experience, personally applying it to our lives.